listeners, welcome to Turns Out She's Psychic, the podcast, spiritual musings, sometimes amusing. I'm Tracy, and I'm Laura. Welcome back to another episode of Turns Out She's Psychic. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> How you going, Tracy? I'm good. That's good. How are you? Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I can't believe it's school holidays again soon. <laughs> <laughs> we always have a little chat about school holidays when they're coming up, don't we? It's just <sighs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> That's what happens. But yeah. Please. Gotta find things to keep mm. the kids occupied. Yeah. Well, your eldest isn't even at school anymore. No, and he works, so that's and done. Yeah, yeah. But one down. Does he do his own thing most of the time anyway? Yeah, and he's a homebody. So oh, okay. yeah. he uh yeah, he does his own thing. He likes to cook a lot. Oh, so nice. he cooks, yeah. I love that. Um, and then we're building a YouTube channel. Mm. um for kids inc so uh and alaska has a lot to do with that so my plan yeah so my plan is to do a lot of that kind of stuff during the holidays which will keep her happy hopefully and then also a little bit of bribery say okay (laughs) you can do this but then you've got to let me do my work for a couple of hours and Mm. yeah i think over the years i've realized how much of a workaholic i am Mm. and it does it it's highlighted during school holidays how frustrated I get that I can't work. Because it would be restricting. Yeah. 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 But anyway, part of being a parent. Isn't it just? <laughs> ain't it grand? Yay. <laughs> and you know what? Before I know it, she's not going to be here. She's going to be off and gallivanting and I'm going to be yeah. like, I miss you. Come and spend time with me. It's so true. Yeah. So I do try. I'm I obviously I'm I'm trying to make You're the most aware. of it. Yeah. yeah. But I have been a mum for 16 and a bit years. So it's like, you know, you kind of just have moments like to be honest, I don't know if other parents feel this way. I don't want to speak for everyone, but I do have moments where I'm just like, this is boring. Or like I'm over it for a little bit. Like I just need a minute. I just need just a, a minute. Yeah, yeah, it's a long time to be a mum. <laughs> I love it and I wouldn't change it for the world, but God, it's a long time to be a parent. <laughs> mm. And there is never a break, is there? But yeah, there isn't. Even and finding a balance between doing what you want to do and being a parent and doing other things. Mm-hmm. And because like with my eldest too, I feel like I'm at such a different stage of life, but then I've got an eight or she's about to turn nine. Yeah. And that's a completely different stage of life. Huge. You know, like when the boys were eight, nine. I was still a full-time stay-at-home mum who would work at night times um, and, you know, we'd still after school every day we'd be at the park or we'd be at sports or the beach and school holidays would be planning activities with friends and other families and I'm not at that stage anymore majority of my life and yet Alaska still is and all of her friends' parents are and and most of her friends, um, most of her friends are the eldest child of the family so the parents are younger as well and at different stages and the mums are at different stages so it's there's like that 
there's not a lot of common ground apart from the fact that we both have an eight-year-old child, <laughs> but our lives are very different in terms of how we spend it outside of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just a really interesting dynamic. Mm. Disconnect almost. Mm. Yeah, it's that older parent thing, which when I had my first, I was the young parent. You were the young one, yeah. And now I feel like the old one, but anyway. That's a cycle in and of itself, isn't it? Oh, it's funny. It's a, yeah, it's like a bit of a, because I remember going to my first mother's group and there was a mum there who was 42. Looking that, at so, the old women. <laughs> yeah, she's 42 with her first baby. Yeah. And I'm there at 24 with my first baby. Like she, she's old enough to be my mum. Yeah. Basically. And like, I remember just thinking like, and most of them were older as well. Like I was by far the youngest by a good 10 years. Wow. Yeah. And so it was all, I always felt like, oh, you know, I get along with older people better anyway, but I always felt like the young mom. And now I feel like the old mom. (laughs) Now I'm that 42 year old mom sitting around comes around oh yeah big time I kind of feel exactly it's a karmic moment right there yeah yeah yep but you know that's what happens that's life yeah it is it's funny though when you get old enough to see it come around that far it's like damn you're old (laughs) (laughs) you've seen the full circle got a lot of time to go yet yeah Mm. yeah well last week we had some really nice feedback on our root chakra episode so that's awesome since they're going yeah and especially in our patreon live oh yeah there was some interesting little chats that were spurred on from some inappropriate conversations that uh, (laughs) we may or may not have had (laughs) nobody will ever know Um, (laughs) I know sometimes sometimes we get a little bit out of control uh (laughs) it was interesting to ask everyone what chakra there which chakra they are looking forward to hearing about and how everyone had almost a different answer. Yep. Yeah. And I wonder if once they've listened to each one, whether or not it's what they thought they wanted, like whether it's actually, or maybe they found something in a different chakra that is really what they wanted to hear or needed to hear. Yeah. 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 So we're back again to cover all things sacral. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think, um, I wanted to say it at the beginning or at some point in the last episode and I totally forgot about it, so I'm going to oh. say it now. Um, and first of all, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, The Root Chakra, go back and listen to that one. And even better, go back and listen to the Chakra It To Me um, from, like, way back in season one <laughs> um, because it'll give you, like, a really that, – that Chakra To Me um, – episode will give you a really good foundation and then the root chakra is the first chakra so last week's episode will give you that first in the series that we're doing so go back and listen to those before you listen to this one um i'm going to make you do it in chronological order for this little series (laughs) biting my tongue because how could i disagree (laughs) um but what i wanted to say was that um even though people could be really excited to do their third eye chakra and their crown chakra, uh, there are no shortcuts. So yeah. by going from your root up to up up to the second to third to the fourth and so forth, it's going to bring you so much clarity and so much of a better connection to your higher self, to your guides, to all of your esoteric practices. It's going to make it easier and better um, if you do the lower chakras. So don't discount them because they're very, 
um, they're crucial and almost non-negotiable when it comes to spiritual development. So, yeah. So like when I do mentoring with people, they want to have this spiritual experience and everything and they're going to get it. But unfortunately you have to start with your human self and prime your human self to receive it. Otherwise you're just going to be wasting a lot of time and energy and money and, and focus and hope and all that kind of stuff on pushing shit up a hill. Yeah. So I can see the sense in setting a strong foundation and really that sense of self, it all begins from the lower ones, right? And what do you think about um, the lower ones being more of a masculine energy from the bottom up and the top ones are more feminine from the top down? 100%. Can you talk um, about that? Yeah, so I see what you're saying. And if you had to determine, that's what you would say. However, each chakra is a balance of both. Yeah, yep. Um, So it might appear that the lower ones are more masculine and the upper ones are more feminine. Um, However, within each one, the fact that each chakra has to flow is feminine in itself. Um, Plus the... the, the organs in the body and the the structures and the um, mechanics of the body and the all the things that the the human body delivers or has, um, some organs are masculine and some are feminine. So there, there's lots of different attributes to to the way they represent as well. So some chakras are denser with more masculine, some are more feminine dense. So it just depends on how deep you want to go. Like it is a whole kind of oh, mastery absolutely. on its own. Yeah, um, workings and learnings and teachings. And yeah, it's yeah. it's massive. Um, and there's so many different, um, so many different flavors that kind of come into chakras. Like lots of different cultural, yeah, yeah, influences that come in there. Called different things in different cultures, like energy centers and all. all different mm-hmm. variations but they all have commonalities which I suppose yeah. is is where we go with these episodes right yeah and a lot of like so you know like in Reiki or like in Asian culture yeah. um and even like Tibetan and all that kind of stuff uh they they focus heavily on this but it they didn't find it you know it's not yeah. theirs yeah um but it's heavily influenced by them because that is kind of their self-mastery is through, has a lot to do with, it's got a lot to do with a lot, but it's got a lot to do with the energy centres um, and their belief systems. So and their cultures, yeah, has spent years and years and years and years developing this and learning this. And Correct. Mm. Um, but, yes, the masculine-feminine thing is definitely a thing because, like, for those of you who are listening who don't really understand that masculine-feminine, you can listen to Divine, what's that episode called, Lara? It might have even been called the masculine and feminine. Masculine-feminine, divine masculine-feminine, something. Yes, yeah, it's got, yes, that's what, yep. Yeah. Um, we're not talking about men and women. We're not talking about male-female. We're talking about um, the masculine uh energies and the female the feminine energies in that masculine energy uh so I'm naturally masculine at my core so I like to take charge I like um drive determination I like order I like um things to um have like a clear beginning middle and ending um I like to do things independently um they're it's it's very structured and then in a feminine energy it's much you know 
a lot of people would probably think that I should be more feminine in terms of what I, what I am and what I do because feminine energy is all about empathy and collaboration and compassion and flowing and um, intuition. intuition. So you would think if you didn't know me and how I roll, you would think that if you had to pick it, you'd say, oh, she's definitely, definitely a feminine energy, but I'm not. But um, you spend one minute with you. And <laughs> yeah, and you very quickly realise I've pretty smack much around the chops. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much spend my entire day trying to do the exact opposite. <laughs> not trying to, but yeah, I'm just very much naturally not the feminine energy. We all are what we are. Yeah, exactly, and there is no judgment. Yeah. Um, but you know, and, and in saying what I'm saying is like obviously I'm a female, and you know, like I wear pretty things, and I like to do the female things, but I'm still a masculine predominant energy. Yeah. So it doesn't matter whether you're a female who likes to dress up and wear lipstick and high heels, you can still be a masculine energy at your core. Uh, But the idea is to have a balance of the two and to live in an infinity. So where you flow between the two and not be one or the other in a rigid way. And it depends on your needs and where you are and where you're going and what you're presented with. Yeah. And the hat that you're wearing. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, so like at work, you might be one thing at home. You might be a different in your romantic relationship. You might be different in your relationship with your parents and your children. You might be different. Different So yeah, you definitely, you have your core, Mm. um, but how you live can be this ebb and flow and dip in, dip out. And that's how it should be. It makes sense because Yeah. yeah, we don't, have the same order every single day of what we're doing and who we come into contact with, do we? Yeah. And then there's like the, and there's the, the idea of what you want, like what's, what is the result that you want out of this interaction? So if it's two masculines coming together, then there's obviously going to, there's obviously going to be a bit of alpha male kind of, not alpha male, but alpha kind of struggle going on Mm. or and competition or if they've got the same goal, it could be actually a very successful, get shit done, productive, effective, very, very, very successful partnership. Mm. Um, And then if you've got two feminines, you know what, it could be very nice and sweet and a beautiful experience, but you could effectively get fuck all done Yeah, because it's just very loving and kind, but it's not results driven. Um, But then if you want um, the not the best, but if you want the an ideal solution, what you want is polarity and masculine and feminine working together creates polarity, which allows a balance in the in the result. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you know, like if you're I'm naturally masculine and my husband is probably more balanced than I am, but he's probably more naturally feminine. Mm-hmm. Um So we do a lot of role reversals in terms of feminine and masculine energy in all the different dynamics in our day and in our lives. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like going from business owners, parents, lovers, best friends, sworn enemies, (laughs) like you change, you change what you are. Yeah, pretty much. Anyway, go listen to that episode too. (laughs) Ah. Sorry, off topic for a change. Food for thought. It's yeah. all, it makes, you know, it makes the mind wander in the most magnificent ways. Yeah, but we'll pull it back to the sacral. Well, let's get to the sacral. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the sacral is which chakra, Laura? Second. Second? Yay, gold star. <laughs> Orange. <laughs> Tick. Orange, even better. Yeah. Bonus points. Ding, ding, yeah. ding. <laughs> and I'm done. Over to you. <laughs> Do you know anything else about it? 
Well, it kind of builds on from where we were at last week in mm-hmm. It moves on from I am to the next one. Oh God, if I was, if I had my cheating Pinterest folder in front of me, but the screens just died, I could just cheat. But uh, so it's again, a little bit more foundational. What does it say? I, the mantra, according to my Pinterest folder is I am creative and inspired. Mm -hmm. What do you feel about that? Yeah. So your sacral center is many things. One of them is your creative center. Okay. And then I wanted to have a look at, um, there was a little thing that I read out yes, uh, yesterday. It wasn't yesterday. It was like last week. And it just covered a few different healing affirmations. Here we go. Because one of them you, you talked about, I can't remember what it was, but I'll read these out. There's five and I'll see mm-hmm. what you think about them. I am passionate about my life. I am in touch with my friends, with my feelings and emotions. <laughs> I am sensual and creative being. I embrace and celebrate my sexuality. I am joyful. I am spontaneous. I am creative. Mm-hmm. I like them. There you go. Huh. So there's the creativity. And even when they talk about sexuality and the sensualness and it's all that just self-expression, isn't it? Yeah. So your sacral is your creative center, but it's also your trust center. Okay. So if our root chakra, our first chakra is our safety, our sense of belonging, our home, then if you think about like what you want in your home, one really strong value would be trust. Sure. Yeah. So you need to trust your like, so before, before the trouble enters the door of your home, i.e. your root chakra, you need to think about what boundaries you have around that and your trust is that center and that sacral is that center. Now, the more trusted, trusting you are of yourself, the more creative you allow yourself to be and the more sensual you allow yourself to be. Mm-hmm. So like if you trust your body and you trust yourself and, and your capabilities or your, you know, your lack of inhibitions and all those kinds of things, then you you can trust yourself to be free to express in whatever way that is. Yeah. So uh, when we think about um, trust from a from a practical perspective, if if you've got things happening within your sacral, there's there's likely um, so from a physical level, so last week we talked about the different um, hologrammy type things that I can see. I love that. From a physical level, what you're going to see is if you've got sacral issues, you're going to see issues with kidneys and typically sex organs. Okay. Yeah. Um, you can some it can sometimes include um, like parts of your lower intestines and your bowel, bowel as well. Yeah. 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 It's all still down there in the in the junk in the trunk. Yep. Um, but you can also like other types of physical things as well. Um, like we're talking about like, so obviously with the sex organs, you've got things like, um, PMS, you've got cancers in that area. You've got endometriosis, adiomyosis. You've got all these different things that can be happening in there, all the different kidney things that could be going on inside of there. But also there's, um, like, do you remember how we were talking about last week about blood, like how like the root chakra is blood. So the kidneys is like your adrenals. So your energy. Yeah. 
yeah. um, and and focus and all those kinds of things as well. So if you're struggling with adrenal fatigue, um, low energy, um, even uh, like um, insulin issues, things like that, then that's sacral as well. So there can be things that you see that are physical, but there can be things that are naked to the eye that are physical as well. Yep. Um, like if you think about a tumor, like a cancerous tumor, you're going to be able to see that. But if you think about blood cancer, you can't see your tumors traveling around in your blood. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a visual thing and a non-visual thing, but it's still physical. Yeah. The how it affects the human yeah. body. Mm-hmm. So we can see those things. Um, and one of the things that I didn't mention last week, um, when it comes to energy and blood, like things that are invisible to the physical eye, um, well, invisible to most people's physical eye, but invisible to like if I was looking at a scan, it wouldn't come up on an X-ray. I get told instead of seeing that there is um, like there's nothing physical that I see on a vision that tells me blood or energy. I get told, but I also will sometimes get shown a a graph that go like that's like a hologram, but it's a graph, and it's got like it goes up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, all the way up, and then all the way down. And so over time, I've just learned to understand which one is energy, which one is blood, which one is nutrients, which one is you know minerals and vitamins, and wow. they I just it's part of the clear cognizance, which is just the clear knowing. So when I'm looking at graphs, I know the ones that go all the way up and then all the way down is usually either blood sugar, but um, if they're trying to tell me diabetes, they've got other ways of doing that, but it's usually blood sugar or energy that they're trying to focus on. And that's usually like an insulin thing, blood sugar, adrenals. Um, If it's like lots of little dots that go like, um, I forget what they're called. But like back in school, it's like lots of little dots on this chart. Um, it's it's usually uh, nutrients and minerals and vitamins that they're playing with and they'll just highlight and then I just zoom in and I can see which one it is. Goodness. I know. It's pretty cool. It's so, um, cool. so, you know, like I was born with three kidneys um, and so when something like that happens, um, what we're looking at there is uh, ancestral trauma um, and sometimes past life, but it's usually ancestral trauma in the sacral area, um, which if you were to look at my family history, you would say, yep, 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 yep. Tick all the boxes. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but obviously it's, um, not everyone was born with three kidneys. It's all presenting how it presents for each generation. Um, but it's still a sacral, a sacral trauma that exists in there. And, um, when we have congenital diseases, which is for those of you who don't know, it's just when you're born with the disease and, um, instated. pardon, already instated. Yep. Yeah. Um, that is always a symbol of ancestral trauma, uh, within your, within your physical form. Um, it can sometimes be past life too, but that's not always the case. You're better off consulting someone who can determine that for you, like Akashic records, someone like me, there are certain people that can do it. Um, but, um, what it usually means though, when you have the congenital is that in this lifetime, it's got the best chance of being resolved and healed. Um, yes. Uh, so that's always a good sign. Um, so 
when it gets to the emotional and the mental side of things, the kinds of things that we're looking at is trust issues, um, whether they're trust trust issues that have been since you were little because maybe maybe mum cheated on dad or dad cheated on mum or maybe um, you weren't provided for so you never really learned to trust being provided for or, yeah, maybe you... um, were given plenty of opportunity to earn other people's trust, but you kept um, breaking their trust or abusing their trust. So maybe it's a you thing, like it's always a you thing, but maybe it's more that your things that you can think of are actually you breaking other people's trust rather than them breaking yours. Um, And so trust is a big thing. So, you know, in terms of when it's getting pretty far gone, what it might look like is you've just you find out that your partner is is having an affair or is lying to you. You know, it's not always affairs. Like maybe they said that they stopped gambling, but they're still gambling. Or, yeah. um, you know, that happened to me previous to Matt, obviously. Um, you know, or they could be, um, you know, just drinking or taking drugs and they're telling you that they're not or anything. Something um, where trust is broken and that's in relationships with others. What about the relationship? with yourself because um actually interestingly um the card that I pulled for this week was the trust card but it was more um like just a trust but for some reason I chose to go down the trust yourself like it's all about this week is about self-trust and how Mm -hmm. exploring that relationship so that's good for you that's good (laughs) yeah absolutely so that's that's where you always want to get to. Like you always want to pick a card that ultimately you're like, okay, this is, this is a me thing, not a, not an outside thing. Yeah. Um, but there's obviously stages. Yeah. Yeah. So look at, (laughs) yeah. So for our listeners, you know, if you're experiencing levels of broken trust externally from other people, it could even be things as simple as like not trusting your employer or your yeah. your colleagues or your children or teachers or just people in your lives, if you're experiencing that, then that's not actually really anything. To, well, this is, this is being very general, so don't take it as like absolute, but it's really usually got nothing to do with the other person. Yeah. It's just an opportunity for you to look at yourself and realise where you're not trusting yourself. So ultimately it comes down to, always just saying, no, I need to trust myself. But there is a big jump between going, I need to trust myself and actually trusting yourself. Yeah. Ain't it? Yeah. So, I mean, how many times do we know better, but don't do better? Yeah. It's a lifelong practice. Yeah. To live it. Uh Uh-huh. Choose it every time. And how many times do we hear people say things that they know, but, um, they, they don't do it anyway. Like they, yeah. we hear people say, yeah, I know how to do that. But when they do it, they don't do it right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as well, like it's that other level, like this, and, and everyone will fit in somewhere in there. You know, there's no, like yeah. there are some rights and wrongs, absolutely. But because sometimes it's intentional or just lazy. But, <laughs> um, you know, if we're thinking about people who really want to do the work um there's no shortcuts like trust is one of those soul lessons that you need to learn like so you can't just go okay I get the concept of it I realize I have to trust myself the universe doesn't want to hear your words the universe wants to feel your frequency so 
yeah, you have to be in the frequency vibration of trusting yourself, not in the words of saying, no, I trust myself. I trust yeah. my decision. Well, are you, who, who are you saying that for? Yeah, exactly. Who you, yeah. You don't who, who do you think you're kidding? It to anybody. It's just something that I, I don't want to over, overuse the word authentic, but unless it's authentic, it doesn't mean anything, right? Correct. And so we think about what is authentic. You know, the sacral is the perfect place to talk about that because the sacral is where our authenticity um, is sort of solidified. And then our solar plexus is where it joins our spirit. And we, we we are then giving our spirit, hey, I've got my authentic foundation. I've got my authentic grounding. I know who I am as a human. Let's do this life. Yep. Yeah. So your your sacral, you you really need to get it to that that authentic vibration of of trust, of curiosity, of creativity, of feeling safe, of feeling home, of feeling like you belong, feeling like you have everything that you need inside of yourself, and have enough self awareness to know that when there are repeat patterns occurring outside of you, that it is not them or they, or it, it is a mirror that's just saying, hey, we're trying to bring this up for you because we know you're ready to deal with it. We know that you're ready to transmute it. Yeah. But most people forget that. I mean, I do it too. Like we forget it and until it's like, yeah, exactly. And that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But there's nothing wrong about it. It's just that the the minute that you become aware of it, then that's on you. Yeah. So be prepared to suffer if you choose not to go inwards and take it with you, which is why I do my work in autumn. Okay, there you go. It's like because I ask for these things to come. Like I want them to happen. I welcome them. I embrace them. I'm yeah. totally fine with feeling uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm very risk tolerant. I I like I have I, I just I am dive headfirst. Like I have no fear. Yeah, no fear to do it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, however, I do know that I'm a mum. I'm a wife, I'm a friend, I'm a business owner, and I have clients that I need to show up for. Mm. So I do know the way that I do the work. I can't do it all year round. I have to create a space where I can do it intensively and then be okay for everyone else. How very masculine of you. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Shush. You're getting too clever. Can you go back to the beginning when you didn't know anything? Uh, No. I can't unknow things. It's your fault too. Um, Oh, God. What about the good old blocked, balanced, and overactive? Shall I read a couple of points out? Yep. So blocked signs could be low libido, fear of intimacy, no creativity, and isolated. Mm -hmm. And on the other end for the overactive, over-emotional, fixated on sex, hedonistic, manipulative. And for a balance, which we've been talking about a fair bit, you know, the passion, creativity, healthy libido, optimistic and open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if I use myself as an example, um, before I met Matt, so 24 and under, I was all of those things that was the overactive. Okay. Yep. Right. Um, and um you know, and then when I met Matt and things started to shift, that's when I got diagnosed with my three kidneys. And it's so like the minute that you, that like the second that you start to move in the right direction in terms of healing and awareness and awakenings, 
um, the universe will very quickly bring you many, many, many opportunities to get it done. Bring you so more it, of what you need to heal. Correct. It's okay. just whether or not you're recognizing it as that. So it can feel like you're drowning. Yeah. It can't because it can just be like endless, but it's because the universe is just like, well, quick, let's get it done. Come on, quick, ready, let's do go. it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know, we're, we're just giving you all the resistance that you gave us for however many years. Like this is just the resistance back in, like it's just, yeah. you're just getting it back. What you sent out, you're getting it back. Mm. Um, so when you get to, can you read out the balanced one again? Yeah. Passion, creativity, healthy libido, optimistic and open. Yeah. So with all of those things, you can see how trust is really crucial. Sure. You know, like I, I have a lot of trust, so I'm very optimistic. You know, uh, yep. you know the shit that's gone down recently for me or not for me but for my family, like people in my family, yeah. um, the way that I see things is almost annoyingly positive but I do it from a place of not toxic positivity. No. It's just, it's realism. Like, but the realism is almost too positive for how much shit's gone down lately. <laughs> it's just like, even just being real about it is too positive. That acceptance um, of, well, you can't change it. So let's just go from here. But And knowing that it's always happening for you, not to you. Yeah. Like, it's just a natural thing for me to think of. Um, and also so, trusting you've got the ability to get on with things and correct make it work yeah and trusting trusting your higher self and the universe that they're conspiring for you to win yeah they're not they're never conspiring for you to lose they're always conspiring for you to win so stop thinking that they're working against you stop thinking that you're being punished you're not it doesn't that's, always feel fantastic i think that's where some people correct can can have misgivings into um Having how it's supposed to feel yeah that yeah you know I shouldn't I don't deserve to feel anything unpleasant yet mm-hmm. it's our label of unpleasant and the fact is there's a the light and dark to everything doesn't mean something's good or bad we've put labels on it but you can't absolutely be a kid in a candy store eating sugary sweets all day and come out healthy Exactly. And you can't give birth to a baby without pushing and being in a, in a fair amount of pain at one point or other. Yeah. yeah. Because it's, there is, you're, you just said it, you know, like we associate unpleasant with bad, Such you know, like. Aversion to any yeah. form of suffering in bunny Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. And it's like, well, actually you're just doing the, the deal with the devil. Like it's just better the devil, you know, you've just chosen, chosen a different level of suffering. Yeah. This like sudden onslaught of brick wall after brick wall or wave after wave of, you know, feeling unpleasant or uncomfortable or whatever is actually calling you to step up to a new level where, where you're not suffering day to day. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that's the difference I guess between like that was a huge shift for me and I want to go back maybe to 2000 and maybe 2016 when that kind of happened for me where I was suffering in so much physical pain um, and I had suffered and, and, and I was learning about how my physical pain wasn't the cause of my mental and my emotional stress it was the other way around I'd been learning it for years but 
I had finally been able to, like it was that whole thing we were talking about before. It's like just because I know shit doesn't mean I do it or how often I can say, yeah, I know that and, and I know how to do that, but then I'm not doing it or I'm not doing it oh, properly. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but it was finally at that time. And if I'm going to be really honest, it was, um, it kind of came because the, the entire input, like the entire reason why, uh, and this is, this is increased, blows my mind every time, but the entire reason why I actually started to shift it was because I had heard that codeine was going to become a prescription drug. Right. And I knew at that point I was fucked. Okay. Because instead of being able to go and buy it over the counter every day, I was going to have to be monitored with how much I was having. I got it. I had a script. I could, I could get a script in the beginning when it was prescribed, not a problem. I have it because I've got diagnosed autoimmune diseases that basically this is your treatment therapy. Just pain relief. Pain relief. Manage it. It's management, basically pain management. Yeah. And you get put on your pain management protocol. Wow. Which is just drug it. Pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so I like to be 100% brutally honest the only reason why I started to have the conversation with myself that went to fucking like get your shit together, you know all this stuff and you're not doing anything about it. it. You can either choose to have it done for you, like where you're going to have to follow the rules or you can figure out a different way. So it's like, okay, I'll figure out a different way because I hate like being told what to do. Picking your hard. Exactly. That's and best. so I picked a, I picked a new hard. Yeah. That's, that's actually really awesome that you said that. Yeah, I picked a new hard and opened up different opportunities. But like you're saying, well, like you've said in the past, again, really owning that. And I love when you say, uh, you know, being your own sovereign, which you reminded me very recently about. It all comes down to that really, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Yeah. 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 And when you do that, the universe will support you. The universe will start showing very, very, very quickly. Like it was very soon after that that I had my intervention with Tony Robbins and went, no, actually it was that, no, that wasn't intervention. That was a few years later. That was very soon after that that I went to the event down in Sydney and ran out of my codeine and I've been sober ever since. September 17th, it'll be five years four four years maybe sober five years sober I can't even think 2017 18 three four four five years. years five years or four years I don't even remember I think we went to I thought I think that one was in 2018 oh, so it'll be well, four years yeah. anyway sure. all our listeners really need to hear our math yeah right exactly now. sorry <laughs> anyway okay, it was incredible how like the universe provided the teachings sure. yeah. for me in the way that I needed to hear it the way that Tracy was going to learn um, it, it just, it's incredible how it works. And that's when, like, that was when my faith muscle really started to just really just, you know, that bamboo situation where you plant the seeds and you see nothing for about seven years. And then all of a sudden in the first 60 days, it shoots up eight foot. There's a fucking forest. And you're yeah. Like, what? <laughs> you're like, what? And where the hell am I? <laughs> and all of a sudden it's a pest because it's so big. Mm. Um, but yeah. So the... The sacral area is 
you you can't there's no shortcuts you you can't just say okay I'm going to trust myself I know I need to trust myself I know how to trust myself you can't just have empty words you actually have to be in the doing of so when you picked your card that said trust it's like no I'm going to trust myself yeah you need to catch yourself in the action of trusting yourself well that's in and of itself trust by definition is is an action it's correct you um you have to be in the you have yeah you have to be in the action of it yeah for it to exist you work on it and it's built up over time and it is and it's built up and demonstrated by showing up time and time again for yourself Mm -hmm. and honoring that consistency yeah Yeah. so and if you can think about like um when you turn a light on uh, they've just started on this example and I don't know how it's going to go but if you (laughs) if you turn a light on on. (laughs) hang on if you turn the light on um you have a current coming through which allows the electricity to turn the light on and if you turn the light off then the light's not on anymore and the light the current stops you stop the current so you're putting a block Mm -hmm. so it's like saying to the universe I am going to consistently have that current going through me for my light to stay on okay but if you keep turning on and off the current the light switch with your trust on and off yeah. The universe is like, nah, she's just a flickerer. She's just a, she's an SOS one. Like, so only when she needs us does she turn the light on and off. Yeah. 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 Whereas if your light is on the entire time, it means that you have that current cursing through you, which allows the light to shine and the universe can see that. Sure. That and once you, sense. and once it does, thanks guys. Cause I was <laughs> not, I had no idea where they were going with it until I, <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, with trust, it's when you have it, it's like faith. When you have it, it changes the way you move. It changes mm. It changes everything about how you behave, the choices you make. It just changes everything when you really have it. You move differently. Mm. You, and you, al- you unlock this creative force inside of you that is like such a burning like it's such a big flame. And I don't mean creative as in like all of a sudden you get all arty-farty and you check out your Pinterest <laughs> all folders. All of a sudden you can paint. Yeah. <laughs> well, that could be true for some. Could be true. It could be. could be. I just but, you know, out. I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm speaking to a very good friend very, very recently who suddenly is a very good painter. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> it's so funny. Just flew out of my mouth. Um. But, yeah, you know, it could be creative in terms of, like, coming up with strategy or creative thinking yeah. is solution-focused, not yeah, problem-focused. thinking as well. Yeah. 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 So if you're someone who has always been a little bit pessimistic or, yep. you know, when shit's going down, you tend to get down and you tend to think oh, of all of the bad victim. That's the word that was coming to mind before as we were talking. Yeah. It's so easy to slide into that and that's the, the excuse then as well yep. as an identity. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And even um, like the getting into um, blame game, shame game, yeah. and also uh, which sits a little bit more in the solar plexus, but okay. um, also into the kind of, oh, well, I may as well not bother. Like, you know, if, if it's going to be like this, I may as well not bother. I'm just going to give up. Yikes. Um, so it's very much like that. Um, 
But on the other hand, it is the complete opposite, which is I might just throw this at the wall and see if it sticks. That sounds like fun. Or, um, hey, what about we try this? It's like all of a sudden all different doors open and all different possibilities and potentialities open. Mm. And that's creativity. That's exciting. Mm. And so the more you trust yourself, the more you trust yourself to express it too, which is the sensuality, yeah. which which is the expression of, um, of art, music, singing, sex, all the different things that you can do, sports, like anything that you can do to express yourself, to let it flow through you and become an expression that others are able to witness. Because you trust yourself enough to let go the go yes and grow Uh uh-huh and quite often if our sacral isn't clear or or functioning in in balance or even 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 close to balance Mm -hmm. a lot of the time we're afraid to try new things because we're afraid of failure um but also up until then we're usually we're usually wanting to try the wrong things because of our other ideas of who we should be and what we should be doing and how we should be doing it. Yeah. Whereas when you trust yourself and you feel safe, your root chakra is good, then all of a sudden you're like, hang on a minute, I fucking hate playing the piano. I actually want to play the guitar. And then all of a sudden you pick up a guitar and who the fuck knew you could play the guitar? You're shredding. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're a prodigy. You know, it's... It's like who you think you should be. And then when you trust yourself to just let it be, you realise who you actually are. When you trust yourself enough to ask yourself what do I want. Mm -hmm. And give it a go. Yeah, and give it a go. That's the action. Mm -hmm. And and not be worried or concern yourself with what it might, what the outcome might be. Because there's no judgment. Trust you've got it. Yeah, it's just like, okay, well, you know what? I can laugh at this. Like, yeah. I might absolutely suck. Yeah. But, but you can handle that too. But I can laugh at myself yeah. and just go, ha ha, you dag. But then, like, but at the same time, be just so proud of yourself for giving it a go and realizing, okay, that's one thing off the list that I'm never going to do again. Yeah. You know, so, like it's, hmm. yeah, you go. Oh, I was going to ask the question what about the people? Because I'm sure there's plenty out there um, who say, I don't trust myself. Mm-hmm. I've been through X, Y, and Z. Look how it's worked out. I have absolutely no trust in myself. What are some baby steps of building that trust? Would you? Is there intentions, like some nice small intentions that one can set to practice that consistency? Or So this would have to, like, I know that you would love me to say something general, but this would really be specific um, individually, sort of self-reflective no it would uh, my my gut like my guidance would be very individual in this point because it would really depend on their root chakra yeah because you could be completely focusing on your sacral and it could be all in vain if your root chakra is not where it needs to be so this is like when I said in the last episode you can come to me with your grief and your sadness and your unacceptance and I'm going to go okay we're going to leave the heart chakra for a second I do hear you I understand you I get you and I make them understand and know that I get it and I yeah yeah, but we need to go all the way down to the bottom Mm -hmm. and I just need to tune you up yeah I don't need to tune you up you need to tune you up I need to teach you how to do it and get you to tune up it's just how you see it. Yeah, yeah that's because by the time we get to the heart chakra, it's not going to look the same way as you see it now. 
Yeah. Like you're going to feel very different. And we're not changing anything about what you're going through. Mm. We're not changing the fact that so-and-so died or so-and-so left you or whatever. We're not changing anything that's happened. Yeah. But if you go from your root up, you're going to change the way you see it. And then we'll deal with it from that point because I know that you feel safe to look at it from what it actually is. I know that you trust yourself to look at it for what it is. Mm -hmm. I know that you're going to have your creative mind on to come up with different perspectives and potentialities. And I also know that you're going to invite your spirit in to give you some tough love and the truth for what's for your highest good, not what you're judging you think is unpleasant or hurtful. So. But if your root chakra is okay and you're noticing that your sacral chakra is a bit funny, like maybe someone's just broken your trust recently or maybe you're questioning yourself about like, oh, there's this new job offer and I don't know whether I should or not or like little things that come up and you're just like, oh, why can't I? Repetitive. Yeah. Or yeah. Or even you don't even really want it to get too repetitive. When it does get repetitive, that's when people are like, oh, now I remember. I, I know now how to look at this. And then you can look at it differently. And it's not about how how many times it tests you. It's or it, it's the idea is that the more often that it happens, the quicker you get at realizing what's happening. Yeah. And if you are someone who has a daily practice that involves connecting to your spirit, it shouldn't go past a day. Yeah. Or two or three, or even just a weekly practice or even That's a moon ritual. Yeah. 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 You should, it should get picked up at that point. It really shouldn't go any further. Yeah. Um, and it just depends on how, how much you want to get ahead in your life and how much you want to do and how, how um, kind of goal orientated and focused you are as to how disciplined you'll be yeah. around making sure that you're doing your stock take and your reconciliation every day. But yeah. so it can't go on to the next day. And be tomorrow's problem. That in raise your vibration. Or raise your vibe at, I think. Yeah. Something like that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But if you're experiencing some of those things, the best thing to do, first of all, is shift your perception about what's happening. Because the way that you perceive something will, will insert a vibration into your currency. So if you've got a currency, which is your frequency, your energy, it's going to subtract some of your currency and it's going to leave you hanging with less. So you want to change the way you're looking at it and you want to look at it from a higher vibration point to where you're looking at it. So you want to hold it so it serves you, not so it hurts you, and you want to see it happening for you, not to you. That's number one. Always change your mind about how you're observing it. Um, Number two is... First of all, depending on how into your spirituality you are and how sort of how confident you feel, ask for guidance about it. Mm-hmm. Before you start self-diagnosing, just ask for guidance. For because validation, it, even if you feel as though you might. Yeah. So validation, that's building trust. <laughs> draw a card, but ask a direct question, you know, for the problem that you think you have, like the the issue that you have or the problem that you're perceiving, ask for guidance around it. You know, it might be, um, is this happening for my highest good? Which it's always going to be, yes, it is. Yeah. Um, you know, like um, what do what do I need to do in order to move in the direction for my highest good with this situation, with this opportunity? See it as an opportunity. It's just an opportunity that we're not sure what it looks like or it might be a wolf in sheep's clothing or a sheep in wolf's clothing, whatever. Like it's, you yeah. know, what, what am I looking at? Yeah, like right now my human self is struggling to figure out what's going on with this picture. Yeah. I know it's for my highest good, but I can't figure out how to get fully there yet to move forward, so help me, enlighten me. Um, 
the next thing to do would be to support yourself with nutrition. So yeah, we haven't got to the food. Yeah. So think orange, eat orange. So carrots, sweet potatoes, pumpkins, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Um, Oranges are great. Um, Sometimes. So citrus can sometimes upset us a little bit depending on what's going on. So that's an individual thing as well. Yeah. Um, But yeah, you know, like, and, and you want to kind of think about um, the sacral being really about, um, about um, soft as well. So soft, um, what am I trying to think? Textures. Like you want the textures to be soft as well. Um, uh, Like comforting or reassuring. Yeah. Yeah. Soft. Um, well, soft in, yeah, as no soft as in the, the consistency of the food that you're eating. So soups, mash, um, mango, like mango flesh, um, and you know, like dried apricots, like things that are fleshy rather than crunchy. And, um, so like a crunchy carrot is better than not having a carrot, but maybe like soft cooked carrots or, um, carrot it's juices. To process. It's not as Pro- it's about food. processing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's about digestion yeah. processing. So we just we never want it when we're doing healing or when we're giving something some attention. We don't want to put more load on it. I remember last week how I was saying don't eat meat. Yeah. If, if you've got work to do, yeah. it's just to take the load off the body. Yeah. Which is why probably the oranges were flagged because of the acidic. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Which so some it'll depend for some people. It just depends on how much they're going through and how much they're not. So sometimes I'll say pull back on the oranges, or um, like maybe just have half an orange and see what happens. Yeah. You know, you kind of it, the oranges are a bit a bit iffy. Um, but yeah, so it's about like always thinking when when you're doing mindful um, when you're treating yourself mindfully around okay, you know what, I'm seeing some trust stuff or I'm seeing some safety stuff, so root and sacral. Um, just think, okay, while I'm treating myself, I want to make it really easy for my body to have all of its energy going in the right direction so I'm going to take the load off my digestive tract. Yeah, how am I going to nourish myself yeah. and support myself through it without increasing that load? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, so, yeah. That's that's really papaya. kind of how you want to do it. That might be yeah, papaya. Yeah, rock melon. Mm. Yeah, so um, that would be another thing that people could do, and then also you could use your crystals. Yeah. Um. So the orange crystals, like carnelian, uh, or peaches, peaches as well, and nectarines mm. for. The sacral, not the crystals. Yeah, (laughs) I was just thinking of my peach calcite that you bought me. Yeah. Oh, peach um, selenite or calcite? Selenite or calcite? No, it is selenite. It is peach selenite. You're right. Sorry. That was rare. Yeah, it's beautiful beautiful too. Yeah, yeah. It's like a slab. Mm, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was giving it some love the other day in the full moon. Um. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, like the you got to think of the orange crystals, but. With the carnelian, so carnelian can be like on the red end or the orange end. Yeah. And so I've got like maybe four or five different carnelians. And so when you're going to pick a carnelian, you want to think about having maybe a a few different shades of the carnelian all the way from an orange carnelian to a red carnelian. With the red carnelian being more helping you 
root chakra sacral and the more orange carnelians or the lighter carnelians being dead set in the sacral but more maybe solar sacral. So the the lightness and the darkness kind of will kind of be an indicator of which direction you feel like. Like do you need support from your root chakra or do you need support from the solar plexus? Like just think about it from that end. Like do I need support from above or below for the the darkness? Um, Tiger's eye, I know I said it for the root chakra last week as well, but it's also really good for the sacral as well. Um, and sometimes, um, like orange jasper, um, like those are, and sunstone, sunstone's another one that's really good. Sunstone's, sunstone's really great for masculine. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're finding that, um, if you're finding that maybe you're too soft with yourself and your sacral space, like maybe you're sitting too much in the feminine because it feels good and you're a little bit afraid to maybe take the bull by the horns and really step up, then a little bit of sunstone and carnelian, but a little bit of sunstone would really like, and you, it only usually comes in small pieces, but you just a little bit will go a really long way. If you really honor it and work with it, it can really help you very gently. It's like a, it's like a, a best guy friend guide, a guy guide, <laughs> a guy guide, but just like the, the one that you can trust, just that, that ride or die guy friend nice. that you can just go. Yeah, cool. Like I, I trust him with myself. Like I, yep. I trust he's, he's, he's always going to be there. That kind of thing. That's what all sunstone will do for you. Mm. Um, so it, it, it's, it's not forcing you. It's just holding your hand as you're going along, but it's holding up where you're not holding yourself until you figure out how to hold for yourself. When I got my piece was when I first started the last job that I first started, actually. So it was a good, um, it was good time for that. Yeah, yeah. Very good. What about Mookite? I have a nice palm stone mm-hmm. of Mookite that I got from the Crystal Shambhala Gardens. Mm-hmm. It's got like blues and yellow, not blues, browns and oranges and yellows in it. And I kind of like it for any of those lower chakras. Absolutely. Mukite's yeah. beautiful. It's a lesser known crystal because um, it's not as, well. It's not flashy. Yeah. It's not the prettiest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit like when I got my astrophilite pendulum. I'm like, <laughs> God's sakes. <laughs> I just want a pretty one. <laughs> and they're like, no. It called to me. It was like so beautiful, so earthy, so grounding. Uh, so calming. Yeah. So mukite, and, and it's interesting that you describe that. So mukite's kind of very similar to like a harmonizer. So generally like a crystal like mukite for me, I don't have mukite, but if I did, where I would use it would be as a maintenance crystal rather than a healing crystal. So like I would, if I had just done some root, some intentional lower chakra work, so root chakra, sacral and solar, I would then sit with my mukite for a few weeks. Like I, it would be kind of my, my companion crystal, I guess, yeah, yeah. or one of my companion crystals um, just to help maintain the work that I'd done, wow. just to be very gentle. So that, the thing with crystals is that some crystals have a higher, fre- a higher vibration, some have a lower vibration. Yep. So crystals like rose quartz, they vibrate really low. So that's why they have such big chunks of them as well. Like I've got massive chunks everywhere because it's it's very low vibrational and it's not going to impact you too much. But then you've got crystals that are very, very, 
very, um, like lapis lazuli is very high vibrational. So you only ever want small bits. You only ever want to be with it at certain times because of what it will do. And malachite's another one. So you want to really kind of work with crystals, um, understanding that there are some that you can have as companion crystals and, so, and, and it depends on where your frequency is at, whether they can be a companion crystal. So it's not just as simple as that's a pretty crystal. I want to have it and I want to keep it in my bra every day because look out, you never know what you might be doing. Yeah. Um, but Mukite is a companion crystal. Um, also what spirits just decided to tell me to add in as well, that it actually helps link your crown chakra directly through to your lower chakras as well. Wow. Yeah. So it kind of bypasses the heart chakra and the throat chakra and the third eye chakra. And it really just brings your crown. Yeah. So it's kind of like, um, instead of like, imagine if you held the mukite above your head where your crown chakra is, it's kind of like, instead of the crystals energy, um, embracing your entire energetic body, it's kind of just going to skip the third eye, the throat, and the heart chakra and come down and envelope your solar sacral and root chakra. Interesting. I don't know why. I'm probably yeah. going to have to look into that, but that's just what they're showing me. Interesting. Um, and they might only be saying that about you. Oh, okay. mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they, because they just shook their head and went, no. Yeah. Um, so I don't know whether it's about you or not, but yeah. anyway. It could be me. Thing. Probably. Well, we'll get get back to all of us <laughs> if we have any more to decide. That's to right. Share. We have an audience. <laughs> um, a lot of public growth. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of public deaths and executions and oh, sentenced yeah. to death. It's I've nice. killed you a few oh, times. We have. Yeah. <laughs> not this episode yet. No. Maybe next one. Stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but one thing that, you know, I want everyone to know is that when you do this stuff, like it's, it's the stories that you tell yourself that make it the scariest. It's the bullshit that you're believing that makes it the scariest. It is your excuses. It's other people's shit. It's all the noise that makes it scary. Cause when you actually do it, it is the complete opposite of scary. Like it is actually the most, that's the closest feeling to bliss. Like it just, yeah, it feels like nothing I could ever describe. Like I don't, like it's the weirdest thing to not be able, like I can't describe it. It's just faith, but I can't describe it in, it's just, I don't think it's meant to be described. Yeah. I don't think it's it's meant to be. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But it's more than a feeling. It's a knowing, it's an understanding, it's a belief, it is it's like it's it's a it's just a way it's a whole other dimensional way of being perhaps that words can't define because it's it, yeah it's all encompassing yeah yeah it's like it doesn't exist like humans yeah. don't have a term for it well sure. maybe humans do but english like in english in our english language i don't know how really to describe it but you know monks in tibet might or sure. ancient civilizations might know exactly what I'm talking about um but that is it's not reserved for special people everyone has bringing that up yeah that's a good point like I'm not special it's inclusive exactly it's open for everybody yeah some people wouldn't even know where to begin Mm -hmm. I think that was and impetus for this whole podcast was to have talks and let people listen who are keen to listen 
Mm, yeah. yeah. And even though sometimes you might feel so far away from ever getting to mm. further down the track, wherever wherever you see people that you follow on social media or even myself or Laura like, or Shannon, you know, like yeah. you're really only as far away as you're, you tell yourself you are because this is available to absolutely everyone, no matter who you are, where you are or what you're doing, it's a choice. Yeah. And that's all, you know, like you you might think that things are too messy or things are just too um too broken or too too unpleasant to ever think it could be any different. I guarantee you it can. Like there is no reason why it can't. It is choice that stops you. Choice. Yeah. Your choice. Your choice. Always. Always. Oh, it's the biggest. There's some powerful, radical truth words there, though. Well, it's the truth. And, you know, it's either going to, you know, I, I can hear so many people just saying, but I don't have a choice, or that wasn't my choice, or this isn't my choice. Where you move from there is. Correct. And like for some of it, I call bullshit. You know, it wasn't my choice that I was sexually abused. Yeah. But it was my choice that I chose to take drugs and drink alcohol and have a lot of sex. Yeah. And it wasn't my choice that my parents decided that they are not ready for truthful conversations but it was my choice to respect myself and my boundaries to just say that's okay, but I I need to own my truth. Yeah. You know, like you've got to, you've got to have your sovereignty and you've got to do everything you can to keep it and not be afraid to make the choices that you need to make in order to keep it. When you trust yourself. To make when you trust choices. yourself. Yeah. And when you do it from a place that is for your highest good, that doesn't mean that it always feels good. Quite often it's the opposite. Before like, it gets better. Yeah. And even then I put myself through all kinds of tremendous different mind-bending, bad, not bad, but very unpleasant and uncomfortable situations. Unhelpful. Well, no, they're always helpful. Like I do it very intentionally and deliberately. I just know that in order to get where I want to go, that there is going to be a certain level of work that needs to be done and I'm not going to enjoy that work, but I'm making the choice to choose that future that I want. It's your intentional choice. Correct. Informed place. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people might look at it and just go, I don't know how you're doing that. I don't even know why you're doing that. And it's like, that's okay. I know how I'm doing it and I know why I'm doing it. And I have I have made the choice to sit in what you're determining is unpleasant, what you're determining is too hard or what you're determining is not worth it. That's on you. But I have made the decision that it is worth it, that it's not too hard and that, yes, it is unpleasant and uncomfortable, but I'm going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And it's not to punish myself. It's because I know to get where I want to go, I have to climb this mountain. And climbing mountains suck. And it's not 
it comes to an end. It's not like it's not forever. forever. Correct. And yeah. I think that's the thing about choices. It's um, you are making choices, whether you're being intentional with them or not, or very conscious of your decisions or not. Either way, you're making choices every day. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. What you're listening to, your, your, nutri- your nutrition. So everything that you expose yourself to is your choice. All of it. If, if you are not enjoying your life right now, then I tell you what, send me an email and I will give you 10 podcasts to listen to. And if you can surround yourself with those podcasts for a month, it'll make changes in you. You, I, I, can, I will send you books to read. We can put a list up of, of stuff as well, maybe on Instagram. And, and the thing is, though, people might make an inspired choice but the biggest thing is about choice is you have to keep choosing. Keep choosing it. Yep. Yeah, you have to keep choosing. It's like when they say, you know, like with a marriage, you know, Matt and I, it'll be 17 years in December that we've been married. And I, I say with complete conviction every day that I choose him every day. Yeah. Yeah. Because I want to. It's so true. Yeah. yeah. But the day that I stop choosing him, that needs to be a conversation. Yeah. So you have to choose and that's on you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have the guts to choose differently, then figure out how to get the guts to choose differently instead of sitting there and saying, I don't have the guts. Mm. Change your narrative. If you don't have the guts, find the guts, buy the guts, get the guts, learn the guts. <laughs> Just jump and hope that the guts appear. I don't know. Rip the fucking Band-Aid off. <laughs> yeah. And right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah. Truth bombs. Right yeah. here at the end. <laughs> yeah. We should do an episode on truth bombs and see how many people I can piss off. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, now there's a lovely thought to end on. <laughs> <laughs> I did a truth bomb on TikTok the other day and oh my God. Oh, oh my God. People do not like truth bombs. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nearly at thirteen thousand views. Wow! Okay. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is just be a little bit controversial. Yeah, I've worked it out. <laughs> like I, I can do that. I can do that. I can like you just maybe call it the Tracy Talk or the Trace Talk or the Tick Trace or something because like that's my platform. <laughs> Perfect. So brief too, isn't it? Yeah, I know, right? It's just like okay, cool. Pack a punch. See you later. I'm gone. Done. <laughs> Thank me later. Boom. <laughs> well, speaking of see you later, I suppose it's time we wrap this up and say goodbye to everybody. Yes. And thanks to everyone who showed up at the Patreon the other night. It was great to see everyone, some new faces. We have far more Patreons, though, that come on um, to the lives. So where are all our Patreons who are not coming on the lives? Please come on. We want to meet you. You don't have to, like, obviously, like sometimes it's just more just the quiet, the quiet ones that prefer to just like observe from afar, which is totally okay. But we would love to meet you, even if it's just once and you come on and say, hi, I probably won't do this again on the lives, (laughs) but I love you guys. And, or even just send us an email and let us know, um, that you're there and that, and because we do appreciate you and we would love to see your faces. 
Um, and we finally got our act together with being able to get some things out to you guys. So that'll be happening very soon. If you haven't given us your address, please jump on and email it to us if you're a Patreon. Um, otherwise, you can go and become a Patreon now. Like what's stopping you? Also, we got a couple of new reviews on um, the Apple platform, which um, I thought that I would quickly read. There's only two. Just I want to quickly read them to you, Laura, because I don't know if you've checked them recently. Oh, you know me. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do. So the last one was left on the 7th of May. Um, five stars. Love this podcast. I can't get enough of these two ladies and so glad I found this or did it find me. Thank you for such an honest and raw chat on your experiences and providing a platform to address questions and easily understood answers. Mm. So thank you, Nefty Nutchi. Um, <laughs> what? I know, right? I love it. <laughs> um, and then just before that, on the 2nd of May, from John St. 81, <laughs> um, fantastic podcast, currently binge listening and totally addicted, absolutely love this podcast and learning so much, have just booked a one-on-one reading with Tracy, can't wait. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So. Now and again, you open up, which is good, so people can jump on there and book themselves in. Yes, yes. I'm actually uh, a couple of days away from announcing, well, actually putting up the link for the July dates and the August dates. So okay, cool. Keep an eye out. Yes. On your newsletter? Uh, yes, and on Facebook. Okay, cool. Yeah. Now that everyone knows. <laughs> yeah, and I'm also off Instagram on my personal, not my personal, but on my business, Tracy Dimmick yep. account. Yes. Um, Lots of intruders right impersonators imposters yeah and agents. you know they weren't bothering me they were probably bothering other people more than they were bothering me um but instagram pissed me off in the end yeah, it, right. it it's meta or instagram that is the reason why i'm off there i'm not gonna i'm not gonna even bother using them as a platform for for my business it's just like no you know what you're a terrible business partner you wow. suck yeah. you're jerks you, you you their ethics and their morality it's just shit I'm like, no thanks. I'm not even playing this game anymore. I waste too much time and energy. Yeah. So you'll find me on TikTok at Medium of Oz. Come and play with me. Come and get controversial with me. But turns out underscore she's psychic and turns out underscore she's a witch. I'm still very active on Instagram. So they're there. They're not yeah. gone anywhere. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody take care and we'll be back next week for the solar plexus. Ciao. We love bringing Turns Out She's Psychic to you each week at no cost. So if you like what you hear, please consider supporting the show by donating to our Patreon. We are a small operation researching, coordinating and producing the show ourselves. Any amount is sincerely appreciated and helps offset the costs of making the show. As a thank you, we'll send you out some Tosby tattoos. We'll give you a Patreon shout-out on the podcast. There's a monthly live Q&A, competitions and giveaways, as well as special book and movie review bonus episodes. For more details, please click the link in the show notes. Of course, if you want to get in touch, send us an email at tospsychic at gmail.com. We welcome your ghost stories and any questions that you have for myself or Tracy. And we'd love it if you left a review and shared the podcast with your friends and family and give us a follow on Insta at turnsout underscore she's psychic. Bye-bye. Bye.